Welcome to the pod. Week four. I'm here with Kyle the McCubster and Llewellyn the Salami. Guys, welcome in. Llewellyn, do you want to just... You, we should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Starting week four, uh, up on a great note. Guys, we had a great week of fantasy basketball. Kyle, give me your thoughts really quick. Just one sentence. Moist. Llewellyn? Did was... you say week four? We're in the middle of week three. This is the fourth episode. Sorry, week three of fantasy basketball, but week four of the podcast. Um, Breaking news! <laughs> Steph Curry likely out for the season! Joel! You don't have to scream, alright? Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I personally, as as a Warriors fan, you all know my love for Steph Curry. I honestly, I think this is a collusion. I think he's getting paid to not play. I. He's, like getting, he's getting paid season for a broken hand. He's getting paid Lots regardless of, of whether or not he plays. So yeah, you're right. Who's so paying him to correct. sit out? No one. Like Aisha? <laughs> Dude, no. His his son is definitely <laughs> paying him. Um. Yeah. Well, Curry's out for the season, so that means, and I, I have to credit Llewellyn. Uh, Llewellyn's saying Clay is probably out for the season, and I agree. So Joel, you're very, very, very spicy take. Clay coming out before the All-Star break is becoming less and less likely. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I I honestly think I like watching Clay Thompson just as much as I like watching Steph Curry. It's going to be a bummer not to watch him. Okay, yeah, so what what is the ramification for this for this season? Well, Llewellyn's probably not going to get Clay Thompson back, so I, I, would, have, I would assume oh, he's no. going to... He knew that. He's, something he didn't think he was something about that sounded sarcastic. So Llewellyn's not phased, but Carly is destroyed. Her team was contingent on Steph Curry and James yeah. Harden having simultaneous MVP seasons, and now it has fallen to shambles. Carly's definitely going full tank, um, and yeah. if she's not, we advise it. How, how many how many weeks do you think until she starts like selling off her team for draft picks, like full Austin style? I mean, unless she makes like a really hot waiver pickup right now, it's like, not looking good at all. Like I would, any week I would. She'll start, I think. It's so tough to lose your best player week three into fantasy basketball. Second um, best player. No. I don't <laughs> <think so>. <laughs> <laughs> this year, wow. Curry was going to be by far the better player if, if he was healthy. But that, that's, that's the joke. So for what it's worth, the Warriors have sort of officially denied the story that he's going to miss the rest of the season. Well, because they if have to. If he's going to miss at least three months, that means like at the earliest he's out until February, which means like they aren't going to rush him back before the All-Star break which is like what the third weekend of February. So he'll probably be out through February. And then at that point, if the Warriors don't have Curry or Clay through February, like the odds that they have more than 20 wins at that point is incredibly low. So I think it's, it's more likely that they just, at that point, it's not worth it coming back to like grind out a, a 12 seed finish and end up with like the 13 with like the 11th overall pick. Yeah. I mean, let's look on it. Let's look at it from, from another perspective. Like maybe, Steve Kerr gets these rookies to start playing some great basketball as they could. Oh my gosh, they, you sound like such hey, a homer right now. Let me let me no, finish. This is, like right? the ultimate, this is like the ultimate homer pick, Joel. Yeah. The, they have you know very what? little talent. You would be such right a bad sports journalist. You're so <laughs> biased. It's crazy. I, okay. I, I, I'm saying I that agree. endearingly. Like, you know what? Yeah. Let, me, let, me have my, let me have my bias take really quick. Uh, I do love the Warriors, and I make a lot of sports decisions and thoughts with my heart, and it has... <laughs> It has screwed me multiple times. This is a really bad roster right now, Joel. Yeah. It's not. The, the upside of this team is like 20 wins. 
not full season, but like two thirds of the season, 20 wins. That's you don't want a team that's going to win 35 games because then you're just going to be a purgatory. It makes more sense to bottom out. Yeah, give a lot of minutes to Pascal and Poole and Spellman and just see what you have because those guys will be around. But the idea that the Warriors can be competitive enough that a Curry return will push them to the playoffs, is, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they're just going to rest this year and start again next year. It's it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I don't, there's, yeah, I don't know. We could talk a long time about that, but I say we move on. Okay, well, I appreciate your pas- your passionate defense. However, you never let me finish my thought at in the slightest. So let me let me just finish what I wanted to say. I'm saying this is definitely a hot take, but it's a possibility. In the Portland game, they flashed some ability to play as a team. I'm just saying there is a slim possibility that they that Steve Kerr could get this unit to play well together and well enough to squeeze out 25 wins before the all-star break. Let's just say they, let's just say they win 25 before the all-star break. And then let's add on the possibility that Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are ahead of schedule because Steph wants to play in the Olympics. So he's, he's definitely inclined to get back quick. So let's just say they both are ahead of schedule and they decide to bring them both back after the all-star break. Then all of a sudden you have a chance to make an eight seed with a with the roster looking much more like what it did a couple years ago. Okay, um, but it's not so. It's not the roster from a couple years ago. the 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 idea that the Warriors, even with let's assume Clay was healthy coming into the season, the idea that this roster currently could go even remotely toe to toe with the 2016 Warriors is kind of a joke. I never like, said that. No, you know what? They have literally champion in their blood, and if they can oh make it in the eight seed. Do not count them out, man. You, they have been to the finals for five straight years. They know how to win and in LeBron the playoffs. LeBron went eight in a row. Like the, the idea and LeBron the didn't Warriors, even make the playoffs last year. But the idea that the Warriors making it five years in a row somehow trumps the fact that LeBron made it eight years in a row. Kawhi is a two-time finals MVP. <laughs> like, the Warriors... I, I'm not... Guys, 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 guys. We've spent we spent nine minutes on the same thing. <laughs> Your hot takes when it's not about the Warriors are like valid hot takes. Your hot takes when it comes to the Warriors is just, it's just Homer ridiculous. So, so let's move on. Um, let's get to our next point. Uh, discussion. I'm going to open this up to everybody. Uh, <laughs> why am I so bad at fantasy basketball? Now I'll let you, I'll just, I just want to clarify uh, we had Llewellyn make up the talking points document <laughs> for this episode. Normally, it's me, and we're we're sticking by it. His first point of discussion is why am I so bad at fantasy basketball? Llewellyn, if you add one more thing, he's he's currently like as we're talking, he's adding to the document another discussion point. Why is Llewellyn so much better at basketball? Okay, so whatever. I think this is Kyle. Like, no offense, you are like the anti-Peter in terms of like the way that you approach team building peter for the longest time has always drafted the best player available that the draft tells him (laughs) like and that's not a knock like it works a good amount of time like there's a reason that peter won our fantasy football league there's a reason that peter has been competitive for most seasons in fantasy football and i think his teams have been like decent in basketball if i remember right like not necessarily the best yeah but like you're the opposite you're like, I want my guys, 
I'm going to, like, draft who I want. But you also, like, I think you fall into the trap in both basketball and football where you're just, like, you want the guys that you want. You make a lot of bold moves that don't always seem to make sense. Like, last year when you traded your fourth-round pick, you're you're not risk-averse at all. Like, you love taking risks. But I think a lot of times you just take, like, massive risks for, for no, for no like, Work out in football, baby. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No fourth or second round pick needed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's look at your team this year. Like, Westbrook, huge risk. Like, I understand you probably didn't. You weren't going to the draft, like, wanting Westbrook, but. Nah, I just took what I could get. Like, even going down your roster, like, building a roster around Westbrook and Draymond and, like, Julius Randle. Like, I understand at a certain point you just wanted to, like, leave, but. You build your roster around guys who are, like, absolute nukes in certain categories. And it's not a very, like, you, you, you certainly were bold with the picks that you made. But there are some times where you probably needed to be a little more, like, risk-averse than you were during the draft, especially. Yeah. I, no, I honestly 100% agree. I think the anti-Peter is a good analogy because yeah. he he's, he's like, oh, this is going to be the... Yahoo is telling me it's going to be the number one pick uh, of this year. Or, or Yahoo is telling me that this is going to be the Eric Pascal year. Pascal year. Uh, so I'm going to draft Eric Pascal number one overall because that's what it says. And I, I don't buy into the Yahoo rankings so much so that it probably hurts me. <laughs> if like I see that Ibaka is, ra- is like going to be ranked like, I don't know, 30, according to Yahoo, I would probably avoid him at pick 30 just because I don't want to <laughs> do it. And you ended up with Serge Ibaka? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I obviously I pulled that number out of my ass, but... Um, <laughs> no, I yeah, I honestly, I agree. I think that is why I'm really bad at basketball. Also, for some reason, I just am not grasping the concept of categories. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's too complicated for my small brain to handle, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. But, like, no, no, no. I'm giving myself credit in football. I am having back-to-back great years without two of my top picks. Um, But for some reason, basketball is still really lagging behind, and it's pretty comical at this point because I don't understand why. Yeah. I think that's, like, that was, I think the biggest thing with my draft strategy was, like, I wanted players that were going to, at the very least, be, like, six-category monsters. Like, Davis brings points rebounds blocks low turnovers free throw percentage and field goal percentage like Kyrie brings points assists field goal percentage threes yeah steals and like you had Westbrook who basically only brings points rebounds and assists and not even very well at that this year tanks field goal percentage doesn't shoot threes like he'll he'll get you a lot in specific categories but those other categories are so bad yeah it's like yeah I think and it's like Peter, like Peter's team is basically a bunch of guys who are like pretty decent across the board, like pretty much up and down his roster. There's nobody who's really like a super standout on his team. And I think that just kind of highlights the differences. Yeah. Um, Can I put my two cents in? Yeah. So the question is, why is Kyle so bad at fantasy basketball? I'm going to tell you, he did not heed my advice. Oh God. He oh. did not heed my advice. It's a great in episode one. In episode one, he did draft Ricky Rubio. In episode one of this podcast, I told you that this would be Ricky Rubio's breakout year. I am 
currently looking at his all-time career stats and through seven games he is having the statistically best year of his career just Ricky because Rubio he's finally on a team that's not Ricky Rubio is engaged in his breakout year the and Ricky Rubio breakout season he's shooting 37 percent from the field I'm not it sure doesn't matter it doesn't he's He's the he's first career. He shot like thirty eight percent. So that's right around his career average. But this if you is look definitely at not his best season, like you're for, acting like dude. Look at his look at he's putting up twelve seven and eight. Okay, this is his rebounding breakout. But like dude, across the board though, by if you average all three of those categories, he's doing the best. Um, if you combine all three of them, he's doing the best over his whole career. Yeah. Yes, okay. You, that that may be true, but like. His, like the best Ricky Rubio has ever done is still mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, but the, you guys, yes, he is a mediocre player, but he's having his best mediocre year. Oh my God. You just admit it. Just, you just admitted that that was a terrible day. No, it's not dude. He's, he's literally playing great basketball right now. And okay, that is giving, anymore. giving up Ricky Rubio for Brooke Lopez will be the Achilles heel in your team. And that is why bad at fantasy basketball okay okay so our next thing was uh we need to discuss joel's inability to back up trash talk now there would probably be a longer segment to this but we basically just spent 10 minutes listening to joel rant about the upside of the talentless warriors and ricky rubio so i think that's that kind of sums it all up right there come yeah. at me bro <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll yeah, move on from that yeah i agree you guys want to go into projected standings versus current standings yeah let's do it so, uh, week one. So, based on the projected standings, where I just I summed up everyone's team, they haven't been updated. So, like, my team, I think, still like had Giannis and or not Giannis, but Kawhi and Kyrie. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been updated. But week one, basically, when no big moves have been made, the projections the projections went five and zero. Um, predicted every matchup correctly, and then last week they went three and two after some moves have been made. So I'm not as surprised by that but through two weeks they're eight and two um unfortunately yahoo doesn't update their seasonal stats like i literally checked after the like the middle of week two and it still had the exact same seasonal projected stats like remaining games so i i don't know why but i can't really do weekly projected standings which kind of sucks but the projected standings are they're doing fine um i think the the, the only matchup that it really didn't see coming was, I think, uh, Peter over Austin. Peter. Can we, take a second, can we take a second to, like, notice that, like, Peter's team is actually pretty dang good? Like, we, we were all hating on it, but, like, Peter's yeah, team is playing. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Peter's team is playing really good, like, now two weeks into the season, and he's winning this week. What was or it? He's actually tied now. He's tied with Jake. Yeah, now, he, but... beat, he beat Austin 5-3, but nobody really saw it coming. I thought he was going to be 0-2. You said he wasn't going to win two games all <laughs> year he's at yeah two. he's two now no i i i still don't think his roster is all that good um i think he's right now a lot of points but the thing is basically every single person on his roster is like way overperforming expectations like yeah. he has two raptors players devin booker dame is carrying the blazers because they basically have no one other than him and cj like vucevic is similar to uh lillard in orlando they just have nobody and then like kevin love is like the Cavs are not the worst team in the NBA, and it's mostly because of Kevin Love. Like, I can't believe. Frankly, yeah. If every single person on his roster wasn't outperforming expectations, then he probably he wouldn't be two now. But 
for now, he's he's still undefeated. So the Yahoo projections went five and zero. You're saying, and then your in, projected in week one, yeah. And then your projections went three and two. No, no, no it's the same one. It's oh. the same thing. So in week one. Oh right, 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 um, right, right. Ba- Yeah, based on who would have won, it went five and zero. And then in week two, it didn't. Or it went three and two because it. Uh, the projections were me over Jake and Austin over Peter, and then it projected the other three. Yeah, it's not great. It's not super accurate. It's a little out of date, but you guys want to know something weird? Every time I look at Doctor Canola Oil Jake's picture for his team, I think of Honey Nut Cheerios. Isn't that that's odd, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. Just um, just checking. Carry on. So, do we want to move on to early draft steals and busts? Absolutely, we do. This is the best part of the episode. <laughs> All right, I'll, this is I get we we're not really doing your segment. We're just having you the whole time. But I guess this would be your segment, so you could yeah you could you could, so you could take I, the reins. Yeah, I figured go through each team and pick like a best and a worst, like best pick, worst pick in terms of value. I'm gonna try to avoid people who are out for like season-ending injuries because I always feel like that's kind of unfair to yeah, declare a bust as a guy. It who is just, like it is. Yeah, like. Right. So like, for for Carly, like it would be Curry, like because three months out, the most expensive player in the entire draft, obviously not going to be that. She spent almost nothing on basically everybody, but I think her biggest bust was probably Conley, like seventeen dollars. He's been pretty bad. Pretty like, terrible. He's been pretty awful. Like the Utah's starting to turn it around, but it it does seem like this maybe isn't a good Conley season. And then probably biggest steal is TJ Warren. Like he's probably the second best player oh, he's not on, on the Indiana Suns until... anymore. I thought he was on the Suns yeah. still. Until Oladipo right. comes back, he's their second best player. Yeah. Wait, who's their first best player? Ma- uh, Malcolm Braga. Okay. Oh, and then yeah, he's on Sabonis but... is probably third. Turner's fourth. Like, really? The, the, at least offensively. He's their second best offensive player. Like I don't, right. I don't oh, okay. like Turner. Turner. Turner's their best like two-way guy. Because Brogdon's not great defensively, Warren's not very good defensively. But... So, so Carly's yeah. for Carly's team, her bust is Conley for seventeen dollars. Yeah, it would it should be Curry, and I think even if Curry was healthy, yeah. like we're gonna look back we'll at know, Curry being the most expensive player as being like like a Warriors homer pick. Yeah, um, well, I I think we could safely say Carly's bust would be Curry just because she spent seventy. Yeah. But since yeah. we're ruling him out, it's Conley. Let's yeah. let's go to Llewellyn. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think I have the most obvious picks of any team in the entire league. The steal is Brandon Ingram. One dollar. He's averaging like he's one of twelve players or something, averaging twenty five points. The Pelicans yeah. suck, but it doesn't matter because they play at such a high pace that he's just like racking up numbers. <laughs> and the bust is clearly John Collins. Like suspended because, for yeah, suspended a third for... of the season. Yeah. He was fine yeah. before he got hurt. He's he wasn't fine. as good as he's he was okay. last year. Like every other person on my team has been like kind of worth what they were but obviously collins wasn't i, I don't think there's too much discussion about it. i would also throw in jaron jackson as a bust yeah. he's but for 10 bucks it's, it's like yeah it's hard he's yeah. not he's a waiver wire performance guy right now at least for right now uh, yeah, and you spent ten dollars on him um, yeah and honorable mention steal gordon hayward for two dollars is yeah out. yeah no definitely he's been playing really well the past couple games Wait, who has gordon hayward i do um Peter's team, I think the steal is Kevin Love. $18. Yeah, I'd agree. He's balling right now. He's really, like, he's really been playing well. Like, 
obviously it, it, it's a little bit reminiscent of the Minnesota Kevin Love, where it was kind of empty stats, but you can't argue with a guy who's like 18 and 12. Not too empty. He's getting like 15 rebounds a game. No, no, no. It's not empty in that. It's not empty in that. Oh, you mean because they lose. It's empty in that it's just he's not good enough to put up 18 and 12 and have it lead to like team success. He's right. averaging 19 and 14 with four assists this year. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, so that's obviously the best pick for Peter. And then we said earlier, like his whole team is performing well. I, I don't, I don't know if there's like I think his only really glaringly bad pick is <laughs> is Derek Favors. Oh okay. Like, oh ten dollars. Favors for Derek has Favors. has not really played well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I we've pretty pretty much hammered the idea that Peter's team is way overperforming, and yeah. we're all surprised. So bravo, Peter. Um, Honestly, if he even listens, I don't know if he draft. listens to any yeah, of this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kyle's team. <sighs> I, I'm, it's very frustrating just <laughs> looking at this because only the uh, first six picks, like every every yeah. team has a dollar amount for more than one dollar, basically, for all of their draft picks, almost all of these teams. And then half of my team was bought for one dollar because you could visibly see where I went to auto draft. And it's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, I think your biggest bust, it's probably got to be Westbrook. I mean, I think he would, that was a top, like, 15-ish value for a non-top 15 player. Like, I got Kawhi for cheaper than you got Westbrook. Yeah. I, he's played the, – the Houston just hasn't played defense this year. They're playing at a super high pace, but it, it doesn't seem like this is one of those, like, Westbrook carrying a fantasy yeah. team season. I, I we'll see if it gets better over time because maybe he just needs time to mesh with Harden and figure out the yeah. ball handling situation. I'm holding out hope for that, but I do agree that I spent too much money on him. Yeah, I think if he settles into a role where he's not turning the ball over four times a game, like he can be really valuable as a guy who's twenty, ten and ten and nine, yeah. with like three turnovers. But if he's if they're going to keep playing at a ridiculous pace and he keeps turning the ball over and not making shots it's just not going to be that helpful i'm um, i know 42 dollars for bradley beal is a lot of money but yeah he's playing out of his mind right now he's the basically the only good player in yeah Washington. exactly so <laughs> averaging so, 27 points this year. i don't know if i don't know if i could call him a steal for 42 dollars, but yeah i think julius randall for 16 with, is pretty good too i would probably go with ricky rubio <laughs> oh that's God. what i'm saying <laughs> Uh, I don't actually think he's that valuable, but like you pointed it out earlier, you basically gave up on the draft to the point where there's it's hard for you to like have a real steal just because yeah, of how much I, you spent early. Abaka for one dollar, he's averaging fifteen and seven basically. Yeah, that's pretty the, good too. Him and Ruby are both solid for a dollar yeah. for sure. Yeah, let's move on to the worst team name in the league, Melon Joel. Wright. Yeah. I I will eat your first one, child. Um, let's see. So the bust of the draft, it's it's tough because Joel kept with this tradition of drafting players who don't play. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're well, talking to a 2-0 I think, team, bud. I, I, think we, I think we could call Carl Anthony Towns his bust because he spent $66 on. No, but I don't think How is can. that a bust? Like, He's been playing like the number two player in the league. Yeah. Jeez, uh, 66. I just. That's, no, I think feels I think that's more glaring fine. than spending sixty nine on Curry. That's just me, though. No, I would have rather had I would have rather had him for sixty six than Curry for sixty nine. If we're being honest, I just don't I don't love easily. Him. Oh wait, we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> easily, dude. He's literally having a great year so far. Literally having a great year. No shit. Dylan Wright, you spent more than a dollar on him. <laughs> that's a bust. That's um, you guys, 
It's not a bust, you guys. He's giving me, oh my gosh, he's okay, literally no, no, no. for the majority Mitchell, of the year giving me top seventy value. Fifteen dollars for Mitchell Robinson. Joel, not understanding a joke. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no, I, I think, think Mitchell Robinson has it. to be the biggest bust. He's not even averaging ten points, and he's averaging six rebounds. Like Dude, he brings because, blocks, but yeah, it's because that, he's been it. playing under twenty minutes on average. Yeah, that's why he's he a bust. Just needs to get back. Yeah, that's a bust. Just, that's but, the okay. definition. Bust. I have faith. That's the point of this. And then steal could be Brogdon. Porzingis but... for twenty nine. That's pretty good. <laughs> What's but he's he's been having he's been having a, he's kind of been underwhelmed. Yeah. But Malcolm Brogdon, no one expected him to be ranked seven after this this far. Yeah. Joel buys too much into where they are after two weeks. But yeah, Brogdon has definitely been the steal of the draft. Like Andre Drummond is not the best player in fantasy basketball. I don't care that he's ranked number one. Um, so Brogdon and Mitchell Robinson for Joel. Nima, honestly, I, I kind of like Nima's draft. He didn't. I don't think he overpaid really I for his anybody. His steals, Jeremy got? Lamb for one dollar. Jeremy Lamb isn't like the best ever, but like he's averaging seventeen six and two for a dollar. Yeah. He who's that, now that's... on my team because he dropped him, but that was a good draft pick. <laughs> good job, Nima. <laughs> Kyle really likes the guy that he picked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. He doesn't have a ton of like guys that I would say are vastly outperforming no. their like monetary investment. I, I think his bust might 50. be. Who's his bust though? Jared Allen or Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin just hasn't played. Probably yeah. Jared Allen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's averaging not even like, averaging 10. No, okay. Still well, playing, Austin. splitting too many minutes with uh, DeAndre Jordan. Austin. Um... Oh, Steele is Luka. There, it, there's no other option. $33 for a top yeah. five player. Like, it, it's Luka. It's it's pretty clear. Luka. I agree. I agree. I think his bus, bus has to be Aiden. <laughs> yeah, Aiden. He's out for 25 games. Um... Wow, Austin, Austin's mimicking my team of having a very obvious steal and a very obvious bust if russell comes back and just plays with a bunch of scrubs for the warriors that could be a good pick for 25 as well yeah he's gonna he's gonna have a ton of points but like horrible field goal percentage yeah i agree like also a ingles, ton of turnovers he got ingles for five dollars and ingles is averaging like seven three and three what a legend <laughs> yeah i think he that's dropped a terrible pick but it's only five dollars so he dropped in goals already. Yeah. Um, moving on to Kennard. Uh, um, you know, I would say either Barrett or Karis Levert for steal, but he already dropped Karis Levert, and he's still playing well. So, yeah. you know, I might have to go with Barrett. Like, Yeah, I agree, Barrett. Simmons and Gobert are very small category people. Giannis, for 66, I think is like a fine price. I don't – certainly not a steal. Yeah. And Kemba, I think, is fine at 38, so I think I'd have to go with RJ. Yeah, and it was a – I don't know if this is a bust, but a really dumb pick was Willie Cauley-Stein. I can't believe he spent more than $1 on him. He was out <laughs> for Joel like likes three Willie weeks. Yeah, he was out for three weeks, and now that he's back playing with a bunch of scrubs, you think he'd go off. He's averaging 8, 5, and 1. Um, and, and he dropped him. So that's 13, a wasted 5, and 7. That's it's terrible. not bad. He had a he, uh, Willie had a great game just, uh, last game against the Rockets. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I just that's shouldn't he shouldn't even been drafted. Well, he has yeah. he's only eclipsed twenty minutes two times. So exactly, he's not playing very much, and he's putting up a couple. Yeah, he shouldn't have been drafted. I agree. He should yeah. he shouldn't be on teams. Victor, wow, forty one dollars for Drew Holiday. That's that's a bust. That's a bust. I don't. 
He's averaging 14, 4, and 6. Oh, that's, yeah, they're not doing. He's like, not doing too well this year. He should year. be at like the $20. The really been running through Ingram. Yeah. That's his bust. His bust is definitely And his true. steal is Shy Gilgis Alexander. $13. Yeah. 22, 5, and 3. SGA's played, played really well this year. Yeah. 22 and 6. I, I think Victor is Victor a pretty good one. had the too. similar strategy of don't draft anybody for a long time. Um, and then Jake, last 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 team. Yeah, I would say his bust is Jokic. He spent fifty-two dollars on him. Jokic is averaging yeah. fifteen, yeah, ten, and six. Like, that's fine. Westbrook is averaging twenty, ten, and nine, and we said Westbrook was a bust for less money. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for it's, sure. The Nuggets have been good this year, but he's certainly. I think it's just they're they're not the relying on him at the same the same amount they did last year yeah he doesn't have the same role as last year and that's leading to yeah, a, yeah he's not as valuable as he was and made out spot to be. the spot the clear steal as of now at least in two weeks it won't be a steal who andre drummond he's oh, averaging right, right, right. 22 at 19 <laughs> that's crazy is it sustainable do you think no, absolutely not. Nobody's no. averaged 19 rebounds in like two decades or more. The, and the Either way, if right that now, if that drops by 10, he's still a steal. So, well, it's I'm assuming he'll settle in somewhere around 14 and 14. That's what he's been for the last like five years. The thing right now is they have no point guards and no Blake Griffin. Like literally, all the good mm. Pistons players are out. So, so Andre Drummond are inflated. is their offense, and when Andre Drummond is your offense, things are not going well. <laughs> so that's just like team by team picks i think best and worst picks going through it was clear like with how easy it was to pick for certain teams like who's bus and steals like brandon ingram certainly one of the steals of the drafts both john collins and deandre Aiden, the bus of the drafts luca mm -hmm. luca's a good steal that, i think that's Drummond the pick of the draft luca yeah i do i would say for 33 it's not the pick of the draft like i think for right now it probably should be ingram considering he was a one dollar pick yeah lucas second i would put drummond to third because i think yeah ingram is at least sustainable as like a mid-round value and i think lucas sustainable as like a first or second round value where i don't think drummond's i think if we're talking about just like out of nowhere fantastic picks i have to hand it to jake 23 dollars for andre drummond of all people yeah <laughs> that's like holy holy shit that was a great pick <laughs> yeah I, I did not know he was on contract year, and he did, and he took that into account. So good job, Jake. Wow. I th I think we should skip the the uh, skip to week four picks. And, and except for point A that Llewellyn wrote down, is it really a R Ricky Rubio breakout season? The answer is yes. It's fully engaged. I, I just think it's the Suns needed a real point guard, and he's a real point guard. I don't think it's a breakout season, but I think the Suns are better with a real Well, the stats wouldn't say otherwise, but we'll continue. Week four picks. Llewellyn versus me. Who do you guys yeah, have? For some reason, it looks like Kyle wrote himself here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a weird little thing going on. Ninth place versus eighth place. Big, big time matchup here. It won't matter when you're 0-3 after this week and I'm 2-1. and one. Oh, man. I got to pick Salami here. Llewellyn's, Llewellyn's putting together a pretty good team. <laughs> I'm going down with the <laughs> ship. I'm picking me. <laughs> wow, Kyle. <laughs> that is why you're a bad fantasy basketball player. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so two for Willen. I pick me. Victor versus Austin. Victor's got a good team going. I'm picking Vic. 
Did I pick Victor? I think I picked Victor. Yeah, three for Victor. Yeah, we all picked Victor. That's pretty easy. Although, it, it is close. I think that's actually one of the closer matchups this week. I Austin think... does have a pretty good team. Mm. Got a lot of shooting. A lot of shooting. Like, more than anybody should be able to have. Is, is he leading in the points scored? Let me look. Nah, I, don't, I don't think he's leading in points scored, but, like, his team is no. full of guys who just jack up threes. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Carly has the most threes made. Austin's in the middle of the pack. Well, yeah, Carly's team, is, Carly's team is similar to Austin's team. Because um, they're both just Carly's drafts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, my God. <laughs> we, all, we all pick Victor, though. So, uh, yeah. Kennard versus Jake. I pick Jake. We all pick Jake. I, yeah, this Jake. Is, this is Jake interesting Mullen. because Vic, well, Jake is one and one, but we're all so high on his team. Like on paper, he has a I good think team. it's on paper. It's like I'm surprised he's not gonna be three now. I don't know. Yeah, well, if he if he didn't have to run through me week one, he would be three now. But <laughs> um, apparently, I, I I just like I, I don't know. I changed just... my mind. I think I think Joel's gonna lose this week to Kyle. Dude, that'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Dude. You guys, okay, the real question is, is Kyle going to weather the storm of my team today? I have my, I have like, my, everyone's so playing. So does he. He has, he has people on the bench that aren't even, play, that can't even I know, play. I know, me too, me too. But, <laughs> um, like... no, but I'm saying, is he going to weather the storm of my talents? The, are you going to weather the starting lineups? Are you going to weather the Eric Pascal and Brandon Clark storm? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's basically can he weather the cat storm because it's not really that much of an advantage for you outside of there. Are you kidding me? Okay, we disagree. I my team is significant. <laughs> we disagree. Just wait. Just wait. I'm Dude, I, I'm literally significantly better. Um, we all picked Jake right over Canard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking what? Jake. I don't. I want to look at Canard's team really quick. Well, I don't. Sad. I don't like the team name. He just changed it to Kobe Beef. Like he doesn't even have Kobe on his team. So. I don't, I, just I don't like his sad. team. And you want to know why? He has Marquise. No. Yeah, Marcus Morris and Harrison Barnes. That's why I don't like his team. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, Peter versus Carly. Would, we all pick agree. Peter, right? Did I? Think I? Carly? Yeah, yeah because oh, Carly yeah, just I was, lost. Staff. I thought I was going to stick to my brand because I picked Carly to win this week and it's looking good. Carly? Whose team is worse, Carly's or mine? Yours. Carly's winning this week. <laughs> by six, six to three like you're winning but she's winning six three how's she beating nima again nima well, for one you are so she disappointing. has three times as many threes yeah but that's nima. one category yeah well she's also close like she has a good Holy, team she's 44 threes <laughs> well there goes the clean podcast dude i've said oh my god joel it's I'll like cut you don't it out. pay attention the whole time <laughs> Wow! I, I thought we were going strong there. <laughs> I've already cursed before. Yeah. Okay. And I picked well, Nemo over Joel. I've given because up because it's part because of the brand. How's how is Carly beating Nima? You know what? Hot take. Llewellyn just has an innate hatred for me in everything we do, and so, <laughs> and so he just picks everything against me and always defends his points against no, me Joel, with fiery you just, passion. You just just have the worst takes wow you're even making fun of me, my attempt to make hot takes 
They're not. No, that's the thing about a hot take is it should is it should appear crazy to everybody, but your defense of it should seem to make sense. Yeah. Saying, oh, I think the Warriors have some untapped upside. And then your defense of it is, look at all these absolute scrubs. Maybe they can pull off a 50-win season. Like, Dude, I didn't on. say that. I didn't okay. even say that. Okay, you said they could win 20 games by the All-Star break and sneak into the 8th seed. It's going to take 48 wins to get into the playoffs <laughs> in the West. They're not winning 48 games with that oh, roster. And that's why that's... it's a hot take. No, but it's not a hot take because there's no logical defense of it. I say the Warriors win. Hot take. The Warriors win 47 games and sneak it into the eighth seed. All right. We're moving on. We're not, we're not touching this anymore. I'm making the executive decision. Uh, yeah. Joel, Joel versus Nima. Joel versus Nima. I pick Nima. Joel, only Ravioli is taking the Nine, W here. 9-0. Nima throws a shutout. <laughs> That'd be so funny. I'm picking, I'm picking Joel, but I'm kind of hoping Nima goes... 9-0 and just sweeps Joel. Is that okay? We've we've been playing fantasy basketball and fantasy football for like ten years combined, if not more. We played like yeah, twelve is, years. Is that the hardest thing to do in fantasy? Like the 9 0 sweep in like, basketball? Yeah, like yes. obviously obviously like yeah. shutting yeah. out your opponent in fantasy football is impossible. Like that's not really a thing that it's happens. Not, yeah. So like the question is, is is it harder to like go undefeated? Or is it harder to, like, skunk your opponent in a given week? Because you have to – your team has to somehow shoot at an insanely high rate. And score a lot. A lot of threes. Score, rebound, assist, steal, block, and not yeah. turn the ball over. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand – like, I don't know if that's even possible. Um, I would wager to say it's easier to go undefeated in football than it is to shut out um, 9-0, sweep somebody in basketball one week. Oh, easily, yeah. Wait, hold definitely. on. Let's see if it's actually happened. I don't – it – I – don't think it has. Unless it was like one of those I, years where Mitchell just like didn't set his lineup at all. The problem is he can't check because yeah. uh, margin of victory is 1,416 points back before we were cat league. So, yeah. <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah. I, unless unless you have been diagnosed with the Kristoff curse, I think you're at least going to win category. Kristoff <laughs> <laughs> curse. I'm going to change my name to the Kristoff curse. Dude, oh so my god, funny. I got skunked last year by Victor. <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. What the hell? Week 15. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Okay, so it's harder to go undefeated, for sure. Just because it's <laughs> happened once? Yeah. It takes a huge combination of health, luck. Power of will. It's, all luck. it's basically all luck. Yeah, it's 10% luck, 15% skill. 100% reason to remember the name. 10% <laughs> luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain. And that's 100% seven... reason to remember the name. <laughs> and 7% cumin. No. <laughs> okay. No cumin. So uh, last last thing. Last thing. We're approaching an hour here. Uh, picks through week two. I'm one and four. Joel's two and three. And Llewellyn is three and two. We're scrapping our picks from week one because we picked halfway through the week. So we're just picking from here on out. That three and two is garbage. I think you should start this week, Llewellyn. Fine, I'm zero and zero. Thank you. Because Llewellyn just went based off um, his projections that he did on the spreadsheet. He didn't actually pick those teams. Okay, No, fine. my picks would have just been whatever the thing said. So. But we can't know for sure. So we're starting at zero and zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm one of four. Joel's two or three, Llewellyn. 
is super dumb and hasn't made any picks, so... Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I've got this week. Yeah, I got class oh. in 17 minutes. Okay. Oh, man. Wait, one more thing before before you leave. Um... I just want to say... Uh, the Warriors are going to win 65 games on the back of just really strong-willed <laughs> Warrior players. D'Angelo Russell and teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... Joel, you, are, you have 15 seconds. Okay, this is what I want to say. Um, Llewellyn gave me crap that Paul George probably wouldn't even play until like a third of the way through the season. He is doing five-on-five work, and he is on track to return in a couple games, so y'all can eat it. Time. That's perfect. 15 seconds. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. See you on the next pod.